Another one, you guys are in a lot of trouble. <laughs> well, here's your groaner for this uh, Christmas uh, year before service gets started. I just found out that French fries weren't made in France. No, they're made in Greece. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know that wasn't even worth listening to, was it? But hey! Good to have you with us. God bless you. Um, the 180 Youth, I will be getting a newsletter out to you uh, before too long. I'll probably get it the first of the year and let you know how this next year starts to unfold for us. But uh, Christmas Eve, let's pack this place out. And, uh, you know, if you're like, well, you know, it'd be great if we even... There's going to be cookies. Okay, just letting you know. There's, we've already got them. They're going to be cooking. They're good ones. Yeah, so there'll be cookies and plenty for you to eat. But I believe usually it's one of our, it's my favorite, one of the most favorite services I have all year. But uh, it's usually very, very well attended. Um, we would love to be able to have to put out many, many more chairs. And we do have many more that we can put out. So we're going someplace and God is good. Amen. He's just wonderful. 2023 is going to promise to bring great things for the kingdom of God. And we're excited about that. And God is just, he's just so amazing. Um, if you're a deer hunter today, this is your last day for gun day. Okay. <laughs> My wife asked me today, she goes, were you out hunting? Because I kept hearing shots. I'm like, no, it wasn't me this morning. <laughs> but um, it is a great time to be alive. Come on. I mean, he has you here on purpose. You might as well enjoy it. And we might as well do what the king wants and, and walk in that amazing grace that we sing about and sang all our life. We've been talking about Christmas, celebrating it, and this is the last week in the series. I want to make sure that you, you know, on Christmas morning, I've already, uh, we just taped a, a fresh brand new message that's going to be playing on Christmas morning at 1030 right here. Uh, well, not, I mean, I taped it here, but, you know, go to truelifemarion.com. And you'll be able to see that in your PJs while you're eating cinnamon rolls or drinking eggnog and all that. Um, and we, we just want to bless you. I mean, I really believe God gave you something to share with you. So make sure you tune in on Christmas. Let's say hi to our online crowd. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for coming and, and being with us today. So this is our last in the series celebrating Christmas. Today, we're going to talk about just enjoying life. Just enjoying life. Um, we've talked about the nativity scene the last few weeks, and we've kind of messed with uh, what uh, the traditional scene is. There's an anointing in this place. There is a glory that is in this place. Just stopping right now just to say that. I feel that. I can see. Uh, maybe it's just not my, you know, Anyway, uh, I thank the Lord for it. So this is good. Uh, we talked about who was there and who wasn't there, at least in the time frame that uh, you know, we grew up with. We thought all of the people were there at this because of the traditional manger scene. It didn't quite happen that way, but yet we've enjoyed um, the stories that go with that, the truth that lies in this particular event. Obviously, Jesus being born is the greatest event in him and dying for you and I. How can you get better than that? Uh, so we've talked about God's mindset, about changing ours to his, being open to the things that God would have for us. We talked about discerning things and having influence in a world that needs answers, in a world that needs to see maybe a different way to live. We discussed finding our purpose last week, doing what God has created us to do and doing it, you know, and enjoying that because that's why we're doing enjoying today. 
When we are doing what we're called to do, there's just enjoyment there. You don't have to make yourself do something that you, I don't have to tell my wife if she wanted to shop, go shopping. She enjoys that. Now, there's sometimes I, I think she probably would say, well, I don't want to really go shopping today. But, you know, if I was talking to a guy about hunting and he loves to hunt, I don't have to force him to hunt. Maybe he likes to grill out. Rick would be awesome because he's awesome at that. I don't have to say, Rick, would you please grill out? He'd be like, I'll do that. When we find some things that God has connected the dots in our life, we just are good at or we know how to do or gifted at, it's a wonderful thing. So we're going to talk about enjoying our life today. We're going to put the other things in place. We're going to put them to use. We're going to do what God has called us to do. And when we act on those, the Bible says faith without works is what? says it's dead. So we have to put our faith in what God is telling us to do and see the fruit of that. It's been uh, an amazing thing. The word actually works. I know sometimes we think, well, it'll work for you, Brett. It'll work for some. But you know it'll work for anybody that puts the laws in place. They put the principles of God in place. They work. They do not change. God will not go back on his word. He is not a man that he should lie. I say he is not a man that he should. He doesn't lie. If the Bible says it, it's, that's it. It's over. It's true. And that's how we look at it. Most of us during this time of year aren't saying that we want to be the richest people on the face of the earth. I mean, everybody would like to say, yes, 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 I will take more money. I get it. Money is a tool, though. The Bible doesn't say money is evil. It says the love of money is evil. So we have to understand and put things in perspective. This isn't, you know, who gets all, whoever has the most toys wins. I've never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul. You cannot take all of that stuff with you. Some will say in their quest for money, boy, money, 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 money. And then they, they try to get that or have gotten more money and then find out they still have the same emptiness they had before. This is what we want. I don't know about you, but I want what we've been talking about. I want to have a changed mindset. I want to see things in a better view. I want to be positive. How many believe Jesus was positive? So I want to have that mindset. I want to have influence on not just my family and my children, but on those around me, my coworkers, my friends. I want to have uh, that, that way so they can go, wow, that's great. How did that happen? And I can point to God. I want to have discernment. So if I see something that is not something that would be good for me, I know enough to get away from it. Or if it's something that the Lord wants me to do, I discern I'm supposed to be involved in it. How many are with me? Somebody say amen. I need the mindset of God. I need what God wants for me so that I can do what he's called me to do. I want to find the purpose. I want peace inside. I don't want to just survive. I want to have an abundance. Do you know why people get blessed and say they get blessed? So they can help more people and help show them this is a better way to live. Today, I want us to start enjoying life. There's people all around us that are hurting, and sometimes this time of year, because things have happened in the past or in the not-so-distant future, and brings back memories that they, maybe they didn't like. Or we just hide in the tinsel and the fanfare and all of the celebration of the year. And there's, it's great to celebrate. 
but I want to talk about loving life and enjoying the journey through it. How many would, it's one thing, we, we all got to wake up, well, we all want to wake up in the morning, but don't you want to do something that you just feel like this was a good day? I was productive today. I felt good in every, have you ever went to bed when you were just really tired, but you were satisfied? You just did some good stuff, or God just used you, or your kids were all there, and they were happy, or whatever that is. I'm telling you, this doesn't have to just be a pipe dream. I don't want to just exist, do you? I want to laugh. Sometimes we're just afraid to laugh. If you hang around me long enough, you'll laugh, because I'll probably do something that will make you laugh. The kids were over not long ago, and I don't know what I said. And, and one of my kids said, that's one of the reasons we love you so much, Dad. Okay. But I want to feel valued. I want to feel celebrated. There's people that you're, you know, there's a couple different people. There's people that you're so glad when they come. Because in the party, hey, let's get this party started. And then there's people that they leave. Yes, let's get this party started. There's two kinds of people. You don't necessarily hate them, but you're just like, wow. There's those people that you had in high school or even friends or maybe family that, you know, they just look at life as bummer. And you just want to show them, man, you know what? Life is bigger and better than that. We live in the best nation in the world. We are free. And so many people are miserable. They just, you know, I see, you see those signs that say land of the free, home of the brave, or however, I saw one the other day, and I, I may say it wrong, but you'll know what I mean, land of the free because of the brave, because of the people that said, you know what, this country is worth sacrificing. But there are people out there that are hurting, I mean, you can see them all around you. You can go to Walmart, McDonald's. They not only left the house mad and miserable, but they make a fashion statement at the same time. I was in a store the other day, and they were arguing about gifts they needed to buy. Just, I would assume, a husband and wife. I am not buying that. We need to buy that. No, we're not buying that. That costs too much. You know, and I, you know, and I, I understand expense. But Walmart's probably not the best place to have that argument out. But everybody in here and those that are watching online, we've all had issues or circumstances. And there have been probably some years that Christmases, you, things were tighter than others. I mean, it just didn't have the budget. Those are the years that you do something. You get a creative idea. Help me with this. There are times, Kim and I have been in ministry for 30 years. And I'm telling you, there have been times it was lean. I mean, lean. And she and I got ideas. God, I don't know how we're going to do Christmas. What are we going to do? We wanted to at least get our kids something and maybe get the, the closest people in the inner circle of family something. And so she got an idea and I got an idea. We went to the Lord. I'm going to say this one more time. We went to the Lord. I'm going to say it one more time again. We went to the Lord. And God, the creator, said, here's something you can do. He told her to make corn silk dolls. Don't really know exactly, but let me explain. 
It was a little doll she made out of corn silk things you could get at a Hobby Lobby or something like that. And she made them, and they were gorgeous. And she, this is, she charged 20 bucks, something like, I don't, you know, I mean, and so she knew what she had in it. People were ordering those up like crazy. I mean, and she was like up till the wee hours of the morning. Matter of fact, she went to a coffee place where we lived. I was on staff at a church just so she could get a G.J. Chiller, Gloria Jean's Coffee, if they still have those. A G.J. Chiller because it was packed with caffeine, and she would drink that, and she'd go, i got to make these. I'm going to make them all night tonight. I'm going to do it. we got all the stuff we need. Come on. And I'd be like, whoa. She took so many orders, and she's like, I can't take any more orders right now. And so she even went to the store, and they ran out of the product she needed. So she had all that she was making. I got an idea to make quilt racks. That was back in the day. Now, you can still buy quilt racks today, but that was back when, you know, country decor and stuff was really hitting its peak. So I went and figured out how to make a quilt rack. And I, I had $15 in the lumber, and so I charged $30. You want a quilt rack? I'll make it for you. Here is it, and I made one. Here's the example. If you want it stained, it's 35. And there were people were like, that's awesome. You can't buy them for that cheap. I'm not trying to spike anybody. I was just trying to get Christmas. I made quilt racks till I felt like I was a quilt rack. I was going to sleep thinking, quilt racks, quilt racks. And so finally, I'm, you know, and I, I finally I had to say, I can't take any more orders. But, you know, in those two items, those two ideas, come on. We had well more than enough money to take care of our children and whatever we needed for Christmas. I'm saying God will make a way if there seems to be no way. So many times we take stuff out on the people that are around us. Don't we? We feel pressure or we feel this or that. And if we'd ever go to God first, he might say, I got an answer for you. But we'll cuss out a 16-year-old at McDonald's for putting pickles on our hamburger when we said specifically, no pickles. And you will go up. Well, maybe you won't. Thank you. You will not. But someone will go up and say, Raza, 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 Raza. Pickles on my hand. I told you specifically no pickles on my hamburger. Take the pickles off yourself and go live your life. Because if you give that burger back and they're making you another one, you don't want what's coming back on this next one. I'm just saying, because behind the scene, there could be someone going, <laughs> True story. We went through a drive-through at a fast food restaurant, and <laughs> this is true. Mal says, "I just want a cheeseburger with ketchup only." Seems like a pretty simple order. So you know, typically, have you ever went through a drive-through and your order got wrong, and then you wished you had pulled over and checked before you left the place? Yeah. Okay. So we've learned that. You know, we have kids. We've learned that. So. We pulled over. I pulled over in one of the side things before you go out. I look, mustard, ketchup, everything. Mouse like, got mustard on it. Yuck. You know, she couldn't stand it. So go in, because I had already pulled over. I said, hey, I, it's not a big deal. 
this, she just wanted ketchup only. You guys got mustard on this, and she, she will not eat it. Even if we wipe it off, it'll still have mustard taste on it. And I mean, you know, and so they just took it from me and threw it in the trash. Now, if you're a dude, you're like, I could have ate that. <laughs> of course, you're trying not to express all of those. So they said, we're sorry. They give us another one. I take it back out, and I say, here you go. There is no cheese on the cheeseburger. I'm like, you're kidding. I take it back in. And say, Sorry to be a bother. Remember, I just brought the one back with mustard. There's no cheese on this cheeseburger. They said, here. I could have ate that. Here's another one. I take it back out. There's just cheese, no burger. This is true. And Mal was like, this is what's going through my daughter's mind. Are you kidding me? It gets better. They pitched that one. I didn't really care about that because there's no meat on it. They give me another one. There is no burger, no cheese, just two buns. I'm steamed now. I'm like, are you kidding me? These people, I don't know whoever it was, you know, but they finally they got us a good cheeseburger. What I'm saying is, life can test you. If there was ever going to be a time I would have said something to somebody, that would have been the person I'd have loved to have a conversation with. But enjoy your life. Some things aren't worth making a mess over. Everybody's got issues. But not everybody that you run into this time of year is mad at the world. And how we handle them, or how should I say we cast those to God, really depends on how well you keep your life in enjoyment. Two totally diff different people, as outlook goes, they can go through the same thing. There's people that will be so mad they, they could just spit, can't hardly stand it. And somebody else can go through the same thing and almost be like water off a duck's back and be like, oh, well, not a big deal. And we all wish sometimes we could be that person. But we've all been probably on both sides of that. But the struggle is real. The struggle is in your heart. Now, this isn't a Bible story, but everybody knows you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And you all know his heart was two sizes too small. Now, again, it's not Bible. But we've grown up in a system that represents kind of that cartoon in a way. The earth curse system, it's flawed from the very start. So... This is, listen to what I'm saying. So when we get into the system of man, we get into man's view of all this, it shrinks our heart because we're so used to this. Well, if everybody's got the we all are going to get the flu because everybody has the flu. No, you don't have to get the flu. We have to start applying the principles of God. We have to start believing and walking those out. We have to start declaring. I say we have to start declaring and begin to believe exactly what God says. The Bible says, above all else, Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. The NLT says, guard your heart, because it determines your life. That's pretty high, like above all else. Keep things, guard what goes in. That's important. Paul told Timothy to watch for the things that will block your heart flow. It will destroy your relationships. It will take your joy. It will make your life not enjoyable. 
2 Timothy 3, 1 and 3, know this, in the last days perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal despisers of good. So this morning, with that scripture in mind, I'm going to give you four things that are talking just out of that scripture. Because I want you to enjoy life, especially this time of year, but this year will come and go. Justin said it's flying by. It's going to be 2023 before we know it. Let's make 2023 even better than 2022. Our first thought, because I want to enjoy my life, and I want you to enjoy your life. I want you to not have an ungrateful heart, not be ungrateful or unthankful. It's natural tendency in our culture anyway, but it's highlighted at Christmas time. People are just, they don't realize how good they have it. Millions of dollars are spent to convince you that you have to have this item. If you don't have this item, you're not successful. If you don't have the latest iPhone with 75 cameras built in, can make a movie, then you just aren't with it. (laughs) I'll tell you what it's called. It's called marketing. This toy, how many remember commercials when you were growing up as a kid? That's how we knew what to get. I mean, we had to ask mom, oh, did you see the commercial? Oh, we got to have that, mom. I got to have it. This toy, this car, there's a commercial now. Do you see it? The, the, the guy goes, I got you something. And a puppy comes bounding over the hill. And the girl goes, I got you something. And a big GMC comes over the hill. I turned to Maddie. I said, can I have one of those? And she's basically looking at me like, dream on, dad. Hey, a guy can dream. Everybody, there's pressure to have a certain type of clothes, a certain look. This toy, this car, this cell phone, this is stupid. Look at TVs. Having a television at all was a luxury here in America. I, you know, some of our kids don't actually know all this. But I remember growing up and we had a 19-inch black and white TV. 19 inches, 19 inches of gigantic luxury. If you had a color set, you were rich because it was just amazing. And we all in America watched, depending on your time, the same thing at the same time. When the man walked on the moon, we were all seeing it. Remote control, you're looking at him. I was dad's remote control. He see my dad back there, amen, preach that, son. <laughs> and you know what I used? A pair of pliers, because we broke the knobs off that TV a long time ago. King, king, king. And you got like four channels, maybe five, if you held your leg right and put some foil on it. <laughs> now there's like hundreds of channels, and we don't know what to watch. You go to Myers or Walmart or... Best Buy or any store, they've got big screen. They're just huge or on display. Some of them 90 inches. Man. And if you have a 36 inch, you're almost like, I gotta have a 55 inch. 65, 90, I need it. Now, I'm not against big screen TVs. We have one. I was at pastor's house. It was really cool. There's a picture on his wall. And I was looking at that picture. I'm like, that's a cool picture. Sam was there, and Sam said, 
because Sam's on staff there, and there was, a, there was a birthday party. Anyway, so I was there, and he says, that's a TV. I said, it is not. He said, yeah, it is. It was a TV about the size of one of these sound things. I mean, it was just, but it looked like a big picture. And Pastor went over later, and the, the picture turned into a TV screen. I was like, shut the front door. For a second, I thought, i got to get me one of those. <laughs> then I quickly thought, I don't need a picture like that. I mean, but it was really cool. But he said, well, rather than it take up all the wall space, Drinda liked the picture. So if we're not watching the TV, she's got the picture. I'm like, oh, I don't care. It works for me. But it was cool. I really liked it. Anyway, there's nothing wrong with having something nice or big. Just don't let that have you. But we start focusing on what we don't have instead of what we do have. We begin to feel ungrateful. And there's this entitlement spirit running around. You know, there's, and I'm not just saying kids. There's people that do the same thing. Well, you, we have people that get mad at the church. You have to help me. I would love to help you. But we've helped people, and that tank is low right now. And when it builds back up, but you could help yourself by doing this. I don't want to do that. Okay, and they will get mad. Now, kids are kids. I understand that. That's why they need disciple. They need discipline. They need to show how, how we're supposed to walk this thing out. We've been blessed. Kim and I have been blessed. God has blessed us. My mom and dad worked at Disney World. And so part of their benefit for working there, I don't know how this worked, but they they build up enough points or whatever, they would allow us to come there, and we went there and got to go to Disney World for free because they had enough money for tickets or whatever because they worked there. So we'd been to Disney World you know, quite often. We paid to get there you know, and paid for what we did in the park. Here's where I, my story gets. On our way there, because we had four kids, flying was not an option. So we drove. You know how long it takes to get to Florida with four kids in a van? It's longer than 14, but too long, let me just say. <laughs> Somebody said about 20 hours. It's like 20 hours or so away. And so we, we packed. Kim is amazing. She would pack snacks and stuff. And I mean, we even put a little TV with a, remember VCRs? Yeah, we put a VCR in, a TV in there, and we because we had an adapter, and we could we put it in between us, and they could watch movies, movies, <laughs> movies all the way down, Game Boys, food, and they're like, oh, this is miserable, miserable. You grow up with me, I'm stuck in the back seat of a Ford Fairlane with grandma in between me and my sister, scrunched like you're a minion. The snacks are an open bag of potato chips, and we got pop, maybe. Fago, remember Fago? Shasta? Whatever was the least expensive, that's what we got. And then you prayed to God that Grandma did not want to take a drink of your pop. Because that is where we developed the word gumpies. I'll let your imagination go. I found out, find out what Grandma doesn't like to drink. 
I got root beer every time she drank out of my root beer, and I'd say, you can have it, Graham. Not a good experience. And we didn't get to stop. We begged that. Can we stop? i got to go to the bathroom. It became an art form on how long you could hold it. And we didn't have Game Boys. We didn't have a VCR with a TV. Or in one van, we had a thing where you pulled down. You put a DVD player in there. We didn't have that. No, we created our own games. The ABC game, you know, or whatever you did that week. I, I created a game when my kids were little called Roadkill Roundup. <laughs> if you want to know that, come to me after service. I'll tell you how that game works. <laughs> they liked it until they had their Game Boys. But, you know, now you can watch movies on your cell phone, your iPad, it's amazing. We didn't really go to McDonald's or go through a drive-thru. I don't know if they had a dollar menu back then. Of course, it didn't cost a whole lot more than that. We went to rest areas. Anybody frequent those? And mom, she had packed whatever, uh, bologna. Well, and, that's, and then whatever was left in those chips. Hey, we got one root beer. Graham's been drinking it. No, I'm good. <laughs> but we don't want to be ungrateful. I thank the Lord for the times I had and the fun things we did growing up. Secondly, if we're going to enjoy life, we, we don't want to be unholy. We don't want to get God out of the picture. We all make mistakes. The Bible says we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So God will clean you up from the inside out. And he won't leave a stain. He's the original OxyClean or Kaboom. He'll just take care of it. My point is this. We all are sinners saved by grace. It's important, I think, though, that when we know that we've went against God or whatever, that we just, God, I want to make this right. And he forgives us. He's amazing like that. The enemy will try to tell you you could never do anything and condemn you for whatever, maybe past sins or just because of who you think you are, not who God thinks you are. So you want to get rid of that. You want to get God's word on, on your life. You want to enjoy your life? Don't get man's word on it. Get God's word. He's the creator. Remember that one week we said you got to go back to who created you? Because this is what happens. Just like the... The Grinch, although not biblical, but sin will shrink your heart. It'll cost you your peace, your joy. So you don't want to walk in an unholy way. You want to do your best to walk with God. Number three, unloving. Our culture has done an incredible job through media that we watch for dehumanizing people or seeing them as whatever they can help us with or whatever instead of the real people. There's so much self-centeredness going around the world today. It's all about us. It's just what I want to do. And, and everybody has to tolerate everything. It's hard to even watch things that you used to watch or companies or whatever because they always now have to throw a, a different lifestyle in or something in your, you know, you just have to tolerate it. Or if you go to a movie, there's, they're allowed to do this many of these words or only the, you know, and you. So you have to start asking yourself, 
What do I want to do? How do I want to do this? Have you ever been to, like you have to go out, anybody ever did any last minute Christmas shopping besides me? Yeah, I went to Toys R Us one Christmas Eve. But, you know, I mean, I was like, I was out. I had a map in my mind. This is what I'm going to do. i got to get this much. And, you know, and Kim, I can't remember. She might have been pregnant with it or something, but and she couldn't go with me. So she's like, here's what we're going to do. So we, you know, she prayed with me, and out I went. But have you ever went into a parking lot? And you see a spot, and you speed around to get there. You got your blinker on, and somebody else goes, and you want to go, did you not see my blinker? Everybody knows that's legal right of passage. You shall not pass. And you want to yell at them? Let me tell you. Move it or milk it. You ever try to get somewhere and the person in front of you doesn't seem to be in the hurry you're in? And you're... Inside, you feel all this stuff going, <laughs> come on. We're all human. We get frustrated waiting in line. If you're going through a checkout and somebody's got a full cart of stuff and it clearly says express lane, 20 items or less, and you want to go, math was not your strong subject, was it? Because you clearly have much more than 20 items. There's so many things that we're in a hurry to do. We get aggravated because we're not connected with the humanity of this person. So here's my point. Because we don't treat them like real. We, we look at ourselves, we judge ourselves by intent. And we judge others by their action. But what if that person was, we switched roles and they're yelling at you? This is a true story. I had somebody chase me. I'm on my way to do a funeral. And I had these people, they were behind me like they were kissing my bumper. And I'm like, what is the problem with these people? And my wife can tell you, I'm human. Now, I didn't do anything. But, man, I wanted to just tap my brake real quick and go. <laughs> <laughs> they followed me into a church parking lot where I was doing the funeral. And rolled their window down and cussed me out. And I looked at them. I said, what? What is the matter? You cut us off. I don't remember cutting them off. I don't remember. You pulled right in front of us, and I know you saw us. I said, sir, I did not see you. Now, listen. My old self, because they were eating. The guy still had a sandwich in his hand. And thoughts go in my mind that are not godly, <laughs> not holy. But I asked the Lord to help me. And I got out of my car, I walked around to his side, which is what I would normally do, even if I was not going to be godly. <laughs> but I decided, you know, I wanted to take a higher route. And he, man, he was giving it to me. And his wife was giving it to him to give to me and giving it to me at the same time. And I said, folks, could you forgive me? I am sorry. I didn't see you. I, I apologize. They didn't want, I don't accept your apology. I think you're just trash. I think this and this and this and this. You know, and I mean, and I said, well, I'm sorry you feel that way, but that's all I can do. I can just tell you I'm sorry. It was not my intent to do that to you. You don't have to believe me. I've got a funeral to go do, so 
You have a great day. And I turned around and walked away. Now, inside, there wasn't a whole lot of holy feelings. Holy cow, Batman. (laughs) That was more the feelings I was having. But I didn't act on those. And it wasn't long because, because faith without works is that I just said, God, just, just help me. Because I had to get my mind on what I was called there to do. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you. I had a purpose. And the enemy was trying to get me off. And I wasn't going to have it. I don't want anybody yelling at my wife like that. I don't want anybody yelling at me or my grandmother or my father or my mother. See, it, it, you know, but we, if we don't know them, it's... It's, but what if they had a bad day? What if somebody just passed away? What if, you know, we don't know what's going on, but we need to try to treat people like they are valued because that's the true riches, people. That's who God loves. For God so loved the world. He gave his life for those people that are cursing you out. I don't want to dehumanize people. Because I want to be loving. If you, if you get an opportunity, this is, yeah, it's kind of a plug, but just so, if you've ever watched the new Grinch movie, have you seen the new, the new one? Okay, I mean, the old one, we grew up with, you're a mean one, you know. And it, I mean, it is Grinch. And I, again, it seems like I'm endorsing, but I'm, I'm just telling you, the new one is really cute. And it, whoever wrote it, I don't know, there's a God message in it because they sing a Christmas carol that has Christ in it, they could have sang Jingle Bells, but they didn't. They sang Christ. I mean, it's just awesome. And at the end, the Grinch repents, as you know, but he tells the mother of Cindy Lou, your daughter's kindness. Does not the Bible say your kindness will lead them to repentance? You see, We have to, this world needs people like you and me, people that follow and love God and say, I don't want to be unloving, I want to be kind. I don't want to be ungrateful or unthankful. Here's our our fourth one, unforgiving. I don't want to be bitter. Maybe people have hurt you. Maybe there's people that have just chapped your hide. They're upset with you, or you didn't do this, or they don't like you because of this. But every one of us have been through some things. And if we would allow the enemy, he would just consume you with bitterness, with anger and unforgiveness. You need to let that stuff go. Maybe you can just agree to disagree. I've had people that say, I don't even want to do that. Well... There's nothing I can tell you. If, if I know I did something that, that was a God thing and I'm, there's nothing in the scripture that says it's wrong, I'm going to love you no matter whether you agree with me or not. We receive freely the grace of God. Sometimes we begrudgingly extend it to others. Jesus says we freely receive, freely give. Open your heart again. This Christmas, you want to celebrate? Open your heart. Balance you will. The force you have. Begin to just let God do what he does. I open the door for people at Christmas. Anybody else do that? Or even stand on the one and let it open or whatever. You know, I did that one time. Just uh, did an experiment. And I stayed there and Kim went on in. And, I, you know, but there were people that were coming pretty close to each other. And let's just say six people because I think there were six people that came through. 
Two of the six said thank you. Four didn't say anything. The two that said thank you went through and opened the door when I came through, or the one of them, and said, no, it's my turn. Have you ever been around where somebody paid it forward? Went through you know, the drive-thru, and they say, hey, the person in front of you bought your food. And I know what you might be thinking. Well, I don't want to do that unless I know what they're getting, because what if they have a big order? Just do what the Lord tells you. John 10, 10 says the thief comes to... Not to, or the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and they have it, may have it more abundantly. You see, this is about what Jesus brings. He brings life. Let's enjoy it to the fullest. Put this on your fridge, your bathroom, your car, your mirror, on your cell phone. Paul tells us four keys, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And I'm going to give these. It's only going to take about five minutes and we'll be done. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything but prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So here's our first key. If we're going to put this, I'm not going to worry. Now, I've got to practice these myself, so just so you know, okay? I'm not exempt from this. this is, I have to work on it, too. If you're going to have any new level of joy, I've got to stop worrying. I've got to quit worrying. Matthew 6, 27 which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Have you ever solved anything by worrying about it? You know, if I got really stressed, boy, that worked well for me. No? Do you think God is up in heaven saying, wow, give that guy 15 more minutes of stress and worry. I think that's working. I haven't seen worry like this in years. He's great at it. You know what we're saying when we worry? I don't believe you, God. You can't take care of this. It's too big. It all rests on me. Now, again, I'm speaking to myself. It means I'm not casting my care on him. You know, when I'm worrying, you know what it tells me? It tells me I'm not in faith like I need to be. My, my tank is a little low because I'm, again, trying to solve problems that God already has. Worry and peace don't coexist. We spend a lot of emotional energy and waste it on stuff we cannot change. Give it to God. Casting is a choice. You choose what you're going to think about. So, Number two, start praying. When we speak, it changes kingdom. Everything in the kingdom of God happens by we confess, we believe, and we do not doubt. When we start speaking God's word over situations, relationships, finances, all of that, we start putting things in motion. Changes kingdoms. Life and death, the Bible says, is in your mouth. When we are speaking those things that God says in his word, it says that he is our source. And a kingdom shift begins to happen. Remember when Jesus cursed the fig tree. You know, it should have had figs. It didn't, and he cursed it. And the disciples, the Bible says, they heard him say it. The instant he spoke, that fig tree was dying. 24 hours later, it was dead. But it happened. It started happening as soon as he put it in motion. In his presence, the Bible says there's fullness of joy. I don't know about you, but I like to laugh. 
I like enjoying life. One of the best things to me is I like to watch my wife be happy. I love to watch her laugh. I have a picture on my phone. Of course, Justin was involved in this. <laughs> He's back there, yes. But I don't know if he, she is extremely touchy. It's kind of like my dad. You go up, don't do this, please. Just prefacing, don't do this to her or don't do this to him. But my, my daughter, Maddie, would go up to Grandpa and say, hey, Grandpa, and just touch him. And he would go into Kwai Chang Kane or something. And I mean, I'll just he, his reaction is, makes no sense. It's not English. I have no idea. But he has chopped her in the head, the neck, and anybody else around just because somebody goosed him or whatever. You know, so anyway, Justin was with, with, with PK, and I don't know what was said, but she is cracking up. I got a picture of that, and I just love that. So sometimes when she's not, you know, she just needs something, when I'm praying, I'll look at that picture, and I'll say, God, let her laugh like that again. Some, you know, there's people that think, hey, if you, the more painful it is, I guess the more holy you are. Don't go to that church. I'd be like, see ya. That's not what the word says. We laugh here all the time at TLC. I think Jesus was fun to be around. And I like to find a way to make things more fun. You know, and I, even people, I said this to our dream team today, even people that followed Jesus, if they didn't like him, they still followed him because things happened. They couldn't even explain it. And then later, do you realize that those people, just like today's times, would have been one to the Lord? Because they got exposed to the kingdom and they couldn't explain it and then they got led to Jesus. Number three, keep thanking. Get into the discipline of thanking. An attitude of gratitude. Praise him continually. It's been a lost in the culture today. But you know, the Bible talks about we, we praise him, we thank him for the answer when we pray. Not when it shows up. Like I said, the people at the door... Four of the six didn't say thank you. That's not that hard, is it? I like helping people. I like opening doors for people. I like, I carry packages for people if they'd let me. Some people think that I want to steal it, so I, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. When it snows, be thankful. When it melts, be thankful. When you get a present you wanted and waited for for like ever, be thankful. If you never got what you wanted, be thankful. My mom is not here today. She wasn't, I don't think she was feeling well. She's resting. But she used to tell me things like this. You need to put it on the list. You know how many years I put things on the list? I never saw what was on the list, ever. My sister can vouch for that. I said, Mom, she goes, if you don't put it on the list, you won't get it. I'm like, Mom, it's been on the list for like 20 years. I never got it. She just goes, well. <laughs> of course, then you got to think, oh, if you're 20, what are you getting it on the list for? But anyway, we used to have a lot of fun with that. Our last one for today, stay focused. You want to stay focused because you need to hold your place of peace. I love my, my wife because she helps me hold my place of peace. She'll say, Brett, don't let that, we're not getting strife, nope. We want peace. Isaiah 26, three, you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed 
on you, meaning Jesus, because he trusts in you. We need to trust in the Lord. We keep our mind on the Lord. We focus on him, not religion, but relationship. And that peace comes with Jesus. It's a package deal because he is the prince of peace. I don't know about you, but I need more of that peace in my life. Luke 2, 13 and 14, suddenly there was an angel and a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. It isn't saying the earth is filled with peace. It's talking about the people. People of God. If we, if we get God in us the way he wants to be, in him we live, we move, we have our being, peace. That's you and me. The miracle of Christmas God brings us peace. You can laugh again. You can love again. You can live again. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for that. I want more of God in my life. How many would agree? Let's bow our heads. Those that are listening online or watching, Father, in the name of Jesus and those that are in this building, if you want to celebrate Christmas this year and you want to enjoy your life, the only real key I have to that is Jesus. From the cradle to the cross, he came so we could enjoy life. Showing people the gospel, the kingdom, the right way of doing things, his righteousness. If that's you today and you're saying, Brett, would you pray with me? Just put your hand up and put it down. I want to pray with you today. Anybody at all. Those online, you can raise your hand right where you're at. I won't embarrass you, I promise. Yes. Anyone else? Yes. Yes. This is going to be a great Christmas. Because your mindset's going to change. It's not what's under the tree, it's who died on the tree. And God's going to help you with that. He is the reason for the season. Say this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me for what I've done wrong. Be my Lord and my Savior. This Christmas, I'm unwrapping the greatest gift of all. That's Jesus. In your name I pray. Let it be done. Amen and amen. Look at me for you. God bless you guys that had the courage to raise your hand. Praise God. This is a new day for you. The Bible says that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Your sins are as far from you as the east is the west. Clean slate. Isn't that cool? Stand to your feet with me. We want to give to the kingdom of God. I want you just to be obedient. This is part of your worship. You can text to give. You can give online. You can mail it to 374. Uh, you know, and in your offering, not in your tithe, but in your offering, go, you know, if you want to give to Breaking Bread, we'll make sure it gets there. You're welcome to do that. Um, and we just, we just love you. Appreciate your generosity and appreciate the, uh, the giving hearts. And uh, it's just been amazing. God is, he's amazing. I mean, he just, he just is amazing. So let's pray over this. And again, like with anything in the kingdom, when we speak, we start changing kingdoms. We are by faith, we are putting life on what we are giving because you have the authority. You need to understand that. It's not a magic, you know, it doesn't do it by itself. You, you have the authority to put it where it needs to go because it's in your charge. How many understand that? Okay. So in the name of Jesus, as we pray over this offering and tithe, we thank you, God, 
to meet all the needs, and we give you the praise for it. Multiply it. Thank you for having legal access now into these finances, and we give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. 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 So the ushers are going to minister to you. Um, I want to remind you of track three for connection. If you want to go and you're not sure where to go, just go to the guest center at the front, and they